and we're back coming once again from really low podcast you talked about it last week i know i was really trying to remember that's so why i delayed myself to think and we're back this is <laughs> once again it's unknown with your host rocky and rick shit i forgot how it goes i mean that was in and we're back yeah coming to you from parts unknown there you go see coming to you once again it's the parts unknown podcast <laughs> yeah see it works co-hosted by your friendly neighborhood fans ricky and rocky we already did that i know i'm just ch- changing it up oh i did you did I doing what you did and i just kept it going yeah yeah you know you inversed it i i yes and did you mm-hmm. first rule of improv my friend um okay wow hot sauce is still in me um those antics really though 200 is the hottest (laughs) sauce in the universe so uh i'm sorry i'm reading this thing it's insanely spicy so it says um so i know we talked about it last week uh but this week is the official like takeover portland stuff um before we get into that I'm I'm curious because I heard this on a podcast today and like I hadn't heard anything about it really, but uh, I assume that you don't listen to the uh, WWE like conference calls. No. So I listened to the, the, the financial call. Yeah. I mean, I I got the cliff notes of it. And like, I didn't take away anything super significant from it other than like they fired George Barrios and what's her face name. Mm -hmm. I, I can't believe I remembered his name. Um, due to differences in the direction of the company or whatever or bullshit finances, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but touching on that, somebody on a podcast today uh, hinted that they may be prepping to sell WWE. No, that's no one's. That's that was the, like that was something they put out there, and I was like, what? No, why would that's they? That's weird. Yeah, no. ostensibly the Amazon of all places too. Hmm. Which I was just like, that's no. strange. But like with the level of restructuring that they're doing, seemingly, I mean, mm. no, mm. wrong. Vince is just like, hey man, I'm done. Uh, they can let uh, trips and stuff start an indie fed. Oh, uh, okay. So you didn't see NXT, you said, or you saw half of it, or yeah, I saw some of it. I didn't get to finish all of it. Um, I didn't. F- Finish the main event. I didn't even get that far. I think I was at uh, I was at Gargano and Cameron Grimes. That's what that's what I saw, and then after that, I think is the main event. Okay, yeah, I saw Believe. some of the Bronson Reed uh, Roddy stuff. I was like, that was the beginning. Beginning of the first first match. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then uh, Dakota and and uh, uh, Candice. Candice, yes, saw that. And uh, I saw some of the little skit with the Roserweights. Yeah. And I think then it was just Gargano and Cameron Grimes. There's like three parts for the Roserweight stuff. Yeah, I only saw one of them. The first one, probably. The first one? Where they they, they get pulled over by the cops? No, no. This was just like, we got to find a way to get to Vegas or whatever the fuck. Portland. Or Portland, whatever. I thought he said Vegas. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just them like standing outside. There's, oh, there's no car yet, so I assume it's the first one. No, they. I think the first one has the car, and then they get they get pulled over, and Matt Riddle's making a joke. Just be be cool. I can deal with it. And then their car's getting towed. I see. And that's when they're just standing around, like so. Maybe, maybe it's the second one. Yeah. 
The, well, the second one... I was jumping around a bit trying because to, I was just trying to get past commercials. They're on a duck or something in a lake a or duck. something. Yeah, this duck, like a paddle boat duck. Oh, thing. I see. It's very Jerry Maborash stuff if you watch it. It's, it's, it's free to delete, shit. man. Yeah. Um. So, uh, obviously, uh, Rhea's going to win. You know, I don't see... Uh, uh, what's her name? I mean, I don't think that... No. Uh, Bianca Blair is going to win. Even though It'd she, be the swerviest swerve that's yeah, ever swerved. Like, why? Even I mean, though they made her strong, but they made her strong on purpose to make her challenge for you. Like, yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in the Royal Rumble. But I li- you know what I like? This is the thing. I don't think she's going to win. No. But I feel like, from a storytelling standpoint, the announcers and stuff, and like, uh, you know, Rhea looking past Bianca Belair to be like, Charlotte, I'm coming for you. And people being like, well, she might not even be champion to make that challenge well, or to do whatever. It's doing it to make yeah, yeah, yeah. NXT seem more important. Like, oh, shit. No, no. But but I'm saying like the storytelling is just that like, hey, man, her hubris might, be, might get the best of her. Yeah, yeah. So like Bianca Belair might be able to play on that. And I like that they're using that to tell a story. Uh, but I agree with you. I don't think Bianca Belair is winning. No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, it'd be kind of silly just because Bianca like, lays out Rhea though on NXT. I she does. I haven't seen that yet. Like DVD powerbomb yeah. tomato thing that she does, and she destroys her. Um, that's what's up. So yeah, no, I don't see so. Um, and then uh, that's kind of the big thing, really, because we did talk about it last week of like who we should think. Did you see the whole thing with uh, Shayna on Raw? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we were watching yeah, it together. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you know I like it. Really? Yeah, a lot of people did too. It was. It was. It was cool because it was like it was kind of hokey. I don't know. It was just Shayna fucking. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. I fucking. Uh, I like that. I like that she took out the the mouth guard and kind of looked at it, and it was just like fuck it. I guess I'm biting her in the back of the neck. But like everything after that just felt like overproduced WWE stuff, and I was just like, all right, I guess. Like it's very Paul Heyman shit though. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. But but blood, still blood, like blood everywhere. Ah! It felt too unreal. You know, it's not just like holy shit, can you believe that happened? It's more like eh. Like it started venturing into the land of cartooniness. Well, you know, okay, like for instance, Brock busting open Randy Orton. Yeah, because you watched like it. that was hyper real. Yeah, you know, you know why I can kind of feel this because I mean, Mike Tyson fucking bit a dude's ear off. So I guess it's you know. Yeah, but that was like you know that that's not planned. <laughs> I know that this is scripted. Yes, I know it is, but I look at it so, from like you know I know it's scripted. I, I, I don't live look kayfabe at it, only. You know what I mean? I'm trying to look at it like you know outside of the uh, this is dumb. So I think the execution was also like I mean I like it should be the shit of her and then just like fuck it. I just I, I, I don't just bitter. <laughs> the other thing is like I don't understand why the bite. Uh, like I understand, according like, to, it's supposed to be vicious, but like it just seems very arbitrary. Also. Yes, the bite. And so, according to Dave uh, Meltzer, uh, he uh, Freddie Blassie did this shit, and Paul Heyman loves Freddie Blassie because he was he, yeah, he was his dude when he was growing up. He was a New York guy. Yeah, and he was also Freddie got him in when he was doing a lot yeah of yeah, yeah when he was doing photos. Yeah. Uh, and Freddie did this shit towards the end of his career. He became like I'm gonna fucking bite you, vampire guy. And so Paul Heyman is just mm-hmm. doing that. And it is kind of like, people are like, what the fuck? Because it is kind of like, what? <laughs> you know, and it just made Shayna look like a fucking monster because she beat the shit out of this girl and it's just bitter and she's just, <laughs> and she's got blood all over her face. I don't know. It, it looked, it had, you know, it had a cool thing because Shayna just dominated this woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it asserted you know, her dominance you, you know, by biting you, the fuck You know the other thing that it was? It was the fact that it was the back of the neck, which just seems like, what? 
I guess. Like, what strategic advantage you get out of biting someone on the back of the well, neck? She already laid her down, so you know. Yeah, I mean, sure, yeah. sure. But you have her like dead to rights. You can bite her anywhere if you really want to. Yeah, you're really feeling chompy. And the neck looks crazy. And then the fact that like the follow up was this overproduced WWE shit, where like you never see the back of Becky's neck. Oh, she's she's just like holding it. That's why you bit and, her like, in the, the neck. EMTs are like, oh, oh. That's how you bit her in the neck, so you can't see the wound. I mean, you know, like that to Jesus me. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. To me, that there was a disconnect. That was but best, I didn't hate I it. I think that was the best part. I it didn't was, hate Jesus it. Jesus, beep. Christ. <laughs> yeah. Like the dead side. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 That was great. I like that they've been doing that more. Just like just well, little censorship things. She was doing it because no, no, she was I know. trying to amp it up. <laughs> I mean, it happens all the time when Charlotte just screams out shit. Like, she was just like... <laughs> She's like shit. She gets Randy Orton on it, real, real, real big. And Shane like, that bitch bit me. That bitch bit me. Um, but I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it at all. It just you know got a little silly at a point. That was funny though. Um, yeah, I don't know anything else that's happening. Oh yeah, uh, Buddy Murphy doesn't have a, a name anymore. Yeah, he's Murphy. Murphy. Uh, Samoa Joe came back. Thank God he doesn't have that concussion for put him out of WrestleMania again. Uh, so that's cool. I'm happy about that. Um. And then Drew's cool, laid out MVP. We saw that. Yeah, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, this Ricochet thing versus Brock, you know, they put over Ricochet strong against Bobby Lashley. No, I didn't see it. No shenanigans, no shenanigans. Hoots. He fucking. He I mean, Bobby him. Lashley served his purpose. No, but, you know, they got to make him look good to fight. Fuck. I know, I know, but I'm saying Bobby Lashley's just going to be laying down for a little bit, I think. Well, right now, yes, his purpose. In be. general, just in general, I think. Um, but he's he he's now lower middle card. <laughs> He beat him with the 630, man. He did that. He did. He pulled out the big gun, which he never tries. To, he says he doesn't do a lot. Oh, I'm like, that used to be his finisher in NXT. He, uh, yeah, well, it's finished on the main roster, but his finisher normally is that moonsault that he does. Because he talked about that he doesn't do the 630 because it kind of really fucking kills him. So he tries to save it like how AJ saves the fucking style slash. Yeah, Not yeah. because that kills him, but... Um, well, because too many people have kicked out of the style slash. Well, it's also the only saves it for the big moves. You know? Yeah, he's trying to, trying to build up the uh, cachet of the move again. And AJ's coming back. So he's he's Is back it? from his injury. Yeah, he was on that. They announced for the Saudi Super Showdown this weird like six man battle gauntlet, and uh, AJ's in it. Mm. I heard uh, something about that. Uh, also, there's a rumor that came out today. I don't know who the fuck reported. I saw my Google on my phone is like it always does that. It's like here are the news things. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly AJ may fight uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania. Boo. Yeah, I mean whatever. That's my reaction. Whatever, Undy. At least he's not with another old dude. Um, uh, uh, and then uh, Goldberg is not gonna fight. Uh, he's gonna face fucking fiend. So, um, that's the weirdest thing. I caught just the end of that promo. He's right gonna now. wrestle the fiend at Super. Yeah, Show. yeah. Here's a news update. You're next. Uh, it's weird because I don't know what you're supposed to do with that. Because he's gonna turn Goldberg into a whole different thing. Uh, okay, because Goldberg is built as an unsolvable monster, mm-hmm. which he should he should always be. Because that's his character and that's what people like. I mean, look, it should be Goldberg versus Biggie. We've said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, slapping that meat, though. Um, and then, but Bray is an unstoppable monster doesn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. So you can't have a match where you 30-second spear and jackhammer Bray because it's no, I not going to work. I think he goes for the spear, he goes for a jackhammer, and then Bray just like, boom, Mandible Claw, you're out. And he but beats then, Goldberg. But that's the problem. Bray, like, I don't know, it's, it's Goldberg, you get me? Like him as a character, I mean, look, Goldberg, the character Goldberg is just older. He's slower. It makes logical sense that that he's gonna lose. 
He's just gonna lose. I but it, like it's. I wouldn't have it then. Why? I don't know. What's because, the point of preserving the legacy? Like the Goldberg legacy is cemented. Yeah. Every because, time that he shows up, people are gonna be hyped for it because like they remember peak Goldberg. Yes, and, that, and so that's now, what you want. You bring Goldberg, you want the thirty second match. You want him to destroy. You just want him to. Yeah, to but win. I think that's his thing. Anything like, longer than that, it's just like it's, conversely. What does it help anyone if Goldberg goes over? Well, if Goldberg wins, let's say hypothetically, it's for the title. Yeah. Okay. I thought so, but if he wins the belt, okay, because the the end game is Roman is supposed to go against Bray at Mm -hmm. at WrestleMania. They're having limited shaper. He's in it. Um, you could do Goldberg versus Roman at WrestleMania, spear versus spear, and it's just whoever has the better spear, and Roman wins it. I I really hate to see that. I I'd much rather see Goldberg versus the Fiend. I have Goldberg lose to the Fiend. Well, I mean, like, he is going like, against the Fiend in Saudi. The thing Europe. is that, like, you put Saudi Republic. <laughs> you put you put him against Roman. You know who's not watching that match? Me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to know how Roman beats the fucking Fiend when no one else could fucking do it. I don't see what the fuck is. That's why it's like Goldberg, as in kayfabe, like in whatever. Goldberg should be the one because he's he's uh, I beat guys in two seconds. You know, fucking took out Brock. I mean, he lost to Brock. Well, he beat Brock in the... Yeah, but he also lost to... Yeah, yeah, he did. Undertaker beat him and No, Undertaker... Has Undertaker beaten Brock? Has that ever happened? I uh-huh. I don't think so. Even on that Laffy match? Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 he did. Did he? He beat him once, I think. On the... Where he... Because they had, like... They he had tombstone the, him on the wood when they pulled the, the sheet back? I, I want to say, yeah. Because then they had the, the rubber match. That was the... That was the ha-ha match. That was the rubber? Yeah, because he beat him at uh, WrestleMania 30. Uh-huh. And then they had the match where... Because then he beat him once with the fucking go-go plot. That's when he middle-fingered him. Mm-hmm. No, that's when Brock was middle-fingering him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, where he... That's, that is that's the match. Taker beat him? That's the match where they pulled the ring apart and where he... And Brock gets up and laughs and then Undertaker goes, ha! And then he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Yeah, that's from that match. I think that was Undertaker's yeah, was last good. good match. Yeah. Like, where he could actually move. I mean, not move, but, like, he's no, not yeah, stumbling yeah. on shit yeah. like he is. Yes, yes. yes. And then after that was the Roman one. And I had also heard rumblings, no pun intended, of uh, Taker Cena. Cena's back this Friday. No, it's actually next Friday. It's not this Friday. Is it? I think it's the 28th. I thought, it was, the, I thought it was I thought it was Friday. Valentine's Day. No, because it, because it is Valentine's Day. Why, why would he, I think it's next next Friday. Let me see. Let me Check it out. I think it's quick next Google. week. I think it's next week. John Cena. Smacky Downey. Smackdown Return. Smackdown Fox. Yeah, SmackDown. Yeah, just put John Cena SmackDown, and it'll probably be the first thing. I think he's next week. I don't think he's this Valentine's Day. There's a video that I don't want. Uh, yeah, February twenty eighth. You're right. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was this. According to Bleacher Report, he's got to be with whoever he's got to be, man. Him and the him and the Taker. <laughs> him and the Taker's got to be together. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just a weird thing. It's you're booking someone who's unstoppable that shouldn't, you know, be beat against someone who they've made to be unstoppable that that even a fucking, you know, sledgehammer to the face doesn't beat. Yeah, but look, man, the old guy's on his back at some point. I think he's got to put the young guy over. Undertaker's got more. He's got. No, I'm, still talking got about, some, I'm talking about uh, yeah, Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg still got some gas in the tank, man. He's like, Mark no, he Henry. does not. I, he concussed himself. In that match against Undertaker. That doesn't mean he doesn't have gas in the tank. <laughs> he fucking... Undertaker and him did that weird swipey move, and he just fucking speared himself. He has more gas in the tank than Undertaker does. Yeah, sure, but he also hasn't wrestled nearly as much as Undertaker has in the same amount of time. I just... Goldberg, he's, he's on fire. He's no, on he's fire. he's not. He's on fire. He's on fire. 
Sure, bro. He's on fire. He's a fireman. Yeah, he's on win. Yeah, no, that's a hot boy. No, fireman, fire for fire. I was just playing it earlier, man. <laughs> I, I told he's you, a fireman. I didn't listen to that song. Now he's a hot boy. The worst. With uh, the one that I don't remember his name. I know every other hot boy except the little turd juvenile. Little turd. Little Turk. <laughs> And BG, yeah, BG is the one I forgot. Boys. Yeah, it's BG is the one I forgot. Jesus, man, little turd, <laughs> little turd. That should be your rap name, <laughs> little shitter. It's Ricky, aka little turd, little shitter. That's terrible. Little cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the little the new freshman class. <laughs> we suck of twenty twenty. Little cocksucker, uh, little turd. <laughs> we suckle. Yeah, and it's W E E suckle. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's a kid. We suckle. <laughs> <laughs> little suckle. All right. Uh, suckle. So there's SummerSlam 2015. Oh, the Undertaker match. Is there's the yeah, Hell in a Cell. I'm oh, sorry, WrestleMania 30. That's when he SummerSlam. Loses. SummerSlam is the ha 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 match. What is what's the? Does they say stipulations? Is it like no holds barred or some shit? Because huh, I, I thought this is something else. This is like ranking their matches. No, <laughs> I mean the SummerSlam. SummerSlam Undertaker. Just look up Undertaker match list because he doesn't wrestle a lot. He wrestles once yeah. a year. Yeah, you, that's very true. You could just go through. His I just want Undertaker Lesnar, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair if you just look up Undertaker. I'll get back to you. I'll get back. To the you. last one's gonna be fucking Roman, and then the one before that's gonna be Super Showdown, and then it's gonna be the Brock matches. I'm just gonna go cagematch.net. Oh no no, it's gonna go the the Saudi match, the fucking Roman match, the other Saudi match. Yeah, and then the Brock matches, the trips, the Brothers of Destruction versus trips against Sean. against Sean of why the fuck am I doing this at fifty? Like God, these guys broke my face. <laughs> why am I doing this match? Um, this is a mistake. I made a mistake. God damn it, Rick! Someone's at my door. Uh, Undertaker beat Goldberg. DX beat the Brothers of Destruction. Triple H, Braun. Before that should be. A Braun match? Undertaker had a Braun match? Uh, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns. Oh, and The Undertaker, my bad. It was oh, okay. six man, I guess. Wow, it's been that long since Brock and... So Hell in a Cell, 2015. I think, no. Really? Yeah, Brock defeats The Undertaker, 18 minutes. Then The Undertaker defeats Brock Lesnar by referee's decision, and that was SummerSlam. That's the that's the one where they pulled up. And then 30. Like, yes, okay, so the second match, yeah. Yeah, see, I told you. Yeah. I was just trying to remember what the fuck. Hell in a Cell was the last one. That was the rubber match. That was the, yeah. That was the final one. Because the Summer the SummerSlam one is the ha 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 that match. Where he like tombstones him on the wood and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. That's also Which the I one, think that's the one. That's, that's the, the Coco Pot one where he flicks him off. Yeah. Because he doesn't I tap think out. that's the one where he, yeah, and, the and referee the, just like. Because he, yeah, he just chokes it, yeah. See, I was right. Not all the finer details, but I was right. All right, so you were saying, though. That you're making your Goldberg pitch. That's what I was saying. I was just saying. So, so then what, what are you coming down on? Does he lose? I mean, they're going to make him lose. There's nothing. It's, it's going to happen. He should lose. I don't think Goldberg as a character. Fine. Justify the other side. Justify it. He shouldn't. As, because if so you want you want a non-finish? N- <laughs> Uh, no, I just don't want. That's what you're proposing. It's it's like booking yourself. I think it's it's it, it's it's a booking yourself in a corner. You are booking the the two things, the unstoppable forces. I think you elevate Bray at the cost of Goldberg, and truly Goldberg loses nothing. There is no shine. There is no bloom that has come off that rose. There's a lot of bloom. No, it's a lot of bloom. Okay. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, it's going to upset me. I mean, I'm not going to watch the show. I mean, we never, uh-huh. I never watch that fucking show. I see. Um, I just read what happens. And then see funny gifts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're talking about the Saudi show. Yeah, yeah I watch the shit. I watch the shit. Watch the first one, and then, then they killed that dude. Don't <laughs> you, watch him anymore. You watch, you watch it and went out uh, at its peak when uh, when homie slides under the ring. Yeah. Titus, Titus took uh, that dive. That was the best because that, that was on the afternoon. I was got to see that in the afternoon, three o'clock. I was like, ah, shit, after work, let's watch this shit. Go. <laughs> um, that's about that, really. Um, I saw the New Japan, um, pay per view. I heard that Kenta and Naito was pretty interesting. It was okay. Like it was a slow, it was a, a slow enough match that like both of their broken bodies could. You know, do some. some no, it, it was okay. It got it got more hype. Um, it didn't take on until like the last couple bit when there was a lot of interference and stuff, and that's also when the audience started caring. Like it was kind of just like more slower than a normal New Japan thing. It just was like it was stalling. That's what it was. Kenta stalled for fucking ever, like long, like Kevin Owens stalling. And you know, and like people don't do that in Japan, so it's just really like fucking boring. It was just like okay. Well, it's also the crowd is usually much quieter there, so it's not like yeah. you have the hypeness of the yeah, crowd. Yeah, and it was well. like 10 minutes of stalling and just quiet and then booing. I'm just like, oh. Um, the match that was before the, the fucking um, John Moxley and uh, Minoru match. Is oh, yeah, I heard that was really good. Awesome. Because there's just two dudes that just want to fight each other. Hey, man, I think you need to get New Japan World again. <laughs> uh, and then the other one, the Hiromu uh, versus Dragon Lee. Uh, really? Really, yeah. Which was fucking incredible, too. Yeah. Yes, I heard that one was good, but not as like I didn't hear high praise. I just heard. It I mean, good. they're always it, that's their constant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's the thing. I usually hear like super hype shit about it, and this one was just like it's good. Knows it. That says Satoru Siyama versus the uh, fucking Dynamite Kid stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they're the consummate like guys. Mm-hmm. They'll be always their rivals forever. Or um, Liger and I. I think I forgot who's Liger's guy. The Tiger Mask. Sasuke. Sasuke and him had a lot of matches. I'm blanking on it. But Sayama's no Sayama's the first Tiger Mask. Satoru Sayama is original Tiger Mask. Yeah, no, no. And but the thing Dynamite was, Ty- or maybe yeah, yeah. It was probably Tiger Mask and Dynamite Kid that I'm thinking of then. Yeah, because they're the they're the main ones. But I think they're the, the originators of all the yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. This is a high, super hype light heavyweight title match or light heavyweight matches yeah, for all their matches. They redefined that whole thing. Um, yeah, it was super awesome. I would say watch the Moxley match and uh, Suzuki. I have to look for it somewhere. Uh, fucking watch wrestling. It's there. That's how I usually check it out at work. Because <laughs> I usually watch those like on the Sunday because I can just pull that shit up. Because <laughs> it's like Saturday night at fucking, you know, three in the morning our time. So, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, I, th- that one's an awesome thing. It's just Suzuki getting like they're both kicking the shit at each other. And Suzuki gets a shit kick, but he's like laughing and smiling the whole time because <laughs> he's just like, let's fucking do it. Uh, and then at the end, um, man, who the fuck came out and challenged him? I, I'm completely blanking on this. Uh-huh. Challenged him for the, uh, the I haven't gone that far. American like a, title. I fucking, I'm blanking on it. Really for any particular faction or <sighs> was it fucking Zack Sabre? No. Oh yeah. It was, no, it was Zack, Zack Sabre. Sabre. Yes, that's right. I did see the a headline yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Cobb showed up on AEW last night. He's not signed oh, with cool. them. Uh, he's uh, yeah. I was gonna say, I'm like, what's up with AEW? He's still a free agent. Uh, Jericho is using have to, him as his like destroyer. He's hitman. He's him and Mox are gonna have a match next week. First match. I still have to watch uh, the ten lashes of Cody. Really I haven't seen it. I heard it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about it though. Like, you didn't watch the Miami episode when I was uh, the one that I went to. 
Uh, it was the stipulations for MGF so they could have the match. And mm-hmm. MGF was like, you have to have these stipulations and you can't you can't touch me. You yeah. have to have a cage match with Warlow. Uh, and then you get 10 lashes live on TV. And that's pretty much what it was. And it was legit straight real belt shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I seen the pictures of his back and shit. It was even one that kind of wrapped around all his fucked face. Up, and Wardlow fucking decimated with him with one of them. He like he took the belt and it was just like, "You're dead." <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jeff Cobb hit a uh, fucking Moxie with the tour of the islands, which is a pretty cool move. I don't remember what it looks like. His is it's the um, uh, the power slam. He catches you, spins real quickly on your axis, and then he stops, and then he fucking rotates. He spins mm, again. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, he goes yeah, one way, yeah. and then three sixties himself, and and jumps and power slams you. Yeah, yeah I've seen. That. Yeah, he like dips you hyper low, and then fucking rotates again. Yeah, so they're gonna have a match next week. Should be good. Jeff Cobb's awesome. Uh, I love him as Matanza. Uh, and seeing the, the random Matanza. the random ROH matches, and then he was in New Japan for a bit. Did uh, yeah? Did uh? Is Moxley still rocking the eye patch? No, his eyes good. No. Okay, I know he Santana was, he was, has the eye patch. They had that eye for an eye match. Oh yeah, because he stabbed Santana's eye with keychain with keys. That's fine. So then they had the, the eye patch. Yeah, it's interesting that he was wearing it for so long. He didn't have it on the uh, Minoru, the Minoru match, but he had the eye thing when he was in New Japan for a bit. He wore the eye patch oh, before yeah? the him in the Minoru match, and when he beat Minoru. He did the, he's like, I'm watching. And then when he did, like, he's pointing at both eyes. And then he stopped and he pointed at the good one. He's like, yeah. Because <laughs> he remembers that his good eye. And then he rubbed his bad one. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's very good. I would say watch those matches. I mean, the, the Kenta Naito one is really cool, too. Kenta gets fucking bloody. As, uh, not Kenta. Uh, Naito gets completely, like, crimson mask. Damn. Because he hits uh, the, uh, I was going to say the goal post, uh, ring post. Um and, and then people really got into it when he was coming out bleeding. I thought this was the case, but uh, Nyla Rose is the women's champion in Asia. She beat Riho last night. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, it was a good match, and there hasn't been good, in my opinion, women matches on AW for quite some time. Well, You're what? I'm sorry? There hasn't been any good, really. The women's kind of division is kind of like, you know, whatever. I mean, it's a little garbage. There's some girls that are really cool. Like, Britt Baker's awesome on the mic, and that's what she's doing now. I know she's a heel, but like I have Yes, her promos are, are awesome. I heard the one she cut on Shivani was good. That's every every time. Her well, yeah, her like first her, one, her first. That Shivani was on the cruise. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, she cut another one, and Shivani's always her guy. Mm-hmm. And then she did a great one last uh, this yesterday. Uh, Hikaru Shida's awesome. Um, so she should get the belt soon. But yeah, Nyla beat Riho, and you know, I don't know. People really like Riho. I mean, uh, people there, like, and I mean, and she pops and she gets big numbers on the audience and stuff in like metrics. I don't know. You know like, I get it. I, can't, just, I, I, just, she, I don't know. I, just, I mean, look, as flimsy as anybody can say that some of the women in WWE look as the champ, like, like Kyrie is awesome, but she's really tiny or like Carmella, who's just like really slender. Riho looks so much well, Dude, I think she's a better worker, sort of, but all of that shit looks so choreographed to me that I'm just like, I guess she's very tiny. Uh, Riho's your Zack Sabre Jr. for women. She's super tiny. I'm not saying like she's super technical octopus hold lady. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, saying like she's like that's the thing, right? This real thin person. That's but I mean she's against the other women, so they're saying no. Zach is against like fucking you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the thing about <laughs> Moxley so and shit. The, the first time I saw Zach, I was just like, yeah, there's a disconnect here. But then like his wrestling style makes up for the lack of size because the size doesn't matter. It's the wriggliness and the be able to, to contort he's, people and do all that he's shit. Ry- he's ry- wiry. Right. Exactly. So that makes sense. Like there is a very you know, kind of one to one like that. Perfect for mm-hmm. for that aesthetic. But her, she's doing like double foot stomps on people, and I'm like, all right, I guess. 
I get you. You know. Yeah, mm. she's 20 pounds. <laughs> when what? Yeah. Uh so there's just there's that element of it where I'm just like, sure. Like if it was Sheeta, then I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Uh, she's probably the only other person I think is like Well, because she's good. On the level of being the title holder. Yeah. I mean Rio's good. Uh she's been wrestling since she's 14. Yeah, yeah. But again, uh, to me it comes across a little too choreographed. Well, I, considering that wrestling already sometimes looks super hard. Well, uh, I think I understand what you mean. It's because Rio's wrestling a lot of a lot of these female wrestlers on AEW roster mm-hmm. are pretty mega green. Uh, outside of like Chris Stantlander, who's still kind of like going through and learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Britt Baker's hyper green. This is like what her third match ever. No, legit with AEW. Yeah, 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 she's never like that's it. Her first match was AEW and stuff. Are you sure? I'm no, pretty- she was in the Indies, man. I think she did like maybe one match in the Indies. Yeah. Her wrestling debut? Yeah, look up, look up. Uh, I'm just gonna look up her cage match stats. And I, see how many matches she's had according to cage match. I think, I think it is a handful. I believe, I believe she is like. Let's see, Doctor. Yeah, Doctor Britt Baker, man. DDS. I didn't write Doctor. DDS. I just wrote Britt Baker. Dental department services. Dipshit. <laughs> God damn it. There's Britt Baker and there's Dr. Britt Baker DMD. Oh, I thought I was like, God damn it, just Britt Baker. No, it's the same person two times. This is bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to go to the non-Dr. Britt Baker. Well, in AEW, isn't she Dr. Britt Baker? She is, she is. That's yeah. why I'm like, are they just considered two different people? I think in AEW, she's only had two or three matches. Okay. So, according to Cage Match, on page one, she has 100 matches that she's been a part of. Jesus Christ, she can't have 100 matches because she wouldn't be so green. So if I go to the last page, <laughs> uh-huh. which is page two, she's which, had page 20, <laughs> 167 matches, according to this. And I mean, that's a combination of tags and whatever the fuck else. That's no, 167 matches. Her first match, according to again, the that's caveat what, being according to this uh-huh. was uh, what was the date was August 1st, 2015. It was Andrew Palace and Britt Baker defeating Dylan Bostic and Ray Lynn. IWC Proving Ground 4, the Young Talent Initiative. Man, I thought she is 167 and she wrestles like that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, look, it's only been four and a half, five years. or going on five years. It was August 2015. That also doesn't count whatever her training was. That's crazy. Uh, June 24, 2017, Adam Cole and Britt Baker defeat Jessica Havoc and Sammy Callahan. WC Dive Hard with a Vengeance. Austin, Texas. Maybe I'm just dumb. I thought she's she's only wrestled like... I'm telling you, I'm like, she's wrestled for a bit. Not like a long time. But I knew she had wrestled for a few years at least. And a hundred matches. <laughs> I like that this is blowing your mind. I'm dumb. I'm sorry, Britt Baker. Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, <laughs> the detective, medical dentist. <laughs> wow, I'm dumb. Let's cut that. I'm not cutting shit. <laughs> oh, this is adorable. Joey Ryan tweeted yesterday or no earlier today. Candace out here doing the balls plex on WWE TV. <laughs> she did to Dakota. Um. <laughs> oh man, just threw you for a loop. That's great. That was, it blew my mind. I mean, a hundred is nothing. That is kind of like 
fucking no no yeah for sure but you're just like it's a third match ever and i'm like no way on aw there you go <laughs> third match on aw um that's eileen yeah no i know i don't follow her <laughs> all right fair enough i know i know i know i know um did you uh did you listen to the uh, wrestling observer live with uh with brandy no, no, this one that they posted up, I haven't yeah. listened to it. You know, her uh, yesterday, day before, it was, I think it was yesterday's. Uh, it was interesting. Apparently, like Nightmare Collective, she's done with it. Yes, they they put it on hold because uh, during the no, no, she's done with it. Like the, I don't think they put it on hold. She is just no longer a part of. Well, it. Well, okay, in the story in the show, uh, what's her name? Meg, mm-hmm. the one with the normal name. I forgot what it is. The bald haired uh, lady. She destroyed Awesome Kong, put her through a table. Okay. And then Brandy is going through like rehab in the story. And then she came out to Cody as a baby face when he was. Getting yeah, yeah, yeah. She came out as just so his wife. The whole Brandy. Nightmare Collective is done. Well, I think they, Meg and the dude. I don't know his name. Uh, Dr. Luther. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. 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 It's yeah. old school Dr. Luther. Yeah. They are sort of meant to continue from what I understood so from the podcast. Well, they'll be their own thing, but the weird Kong and all that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. they're done. So, right, from, again, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, what she stated was that it started off as just her and Kong. Yes, that's so. Uh, she was going to be Kong's manager, yeah. and Kong was going to wrestle. Then due to, like, some some health issues or whatever... Kong had an injury, yeah. Yeah, that had to be, like put on hold or, or switched. That's why in Miami and, she wrestled instead of Kong's. Play. Right, right. No, but this is before that. Okay, because I was supposed to see Kong and then they this swapped was, her. This was something else that led to what would eventually become the Nightmare Collective. Because mm-hmm. like that had been going on for a little while at that point. You know? So that's where this kind of came from. But she was just like something to the effect of she wasn't really like feeling that too much mm. so they like they let her try a thing right because like she she reiterated a lot that uh yeah a lot of the things in in AEW are like you know let the artist paint it with whatever brush they want and you know they'll give it a go and uh they tried and it just didn't no, it was the like the worst thing on that on that show it was pretty bad man i mean i don't i don't yeah and then she got on the mic on the the table the announcing thing and she was not good either it was just like really like Boo boo. It was. And she called Excalibur Exhibit. I have no idea if she did that on purpose, but she called him Exhibit. And I was like, fucking Exhibit. <laughs> X to the I. Yeah. Or X to the Z. Um, X to the B. It was, and she said some weird stuff. And I was like, yo, let's not have Brandy on the mic again. It was like, it was bad. It was like, ooh, ooh. Like you're just making the match bad. And the match was like already just like, Statlander and her people and it's just like her whole collective anything with that story just that was the night that they had the weird um Riho and Statlander and then uh, the real Statlander match that got interference and Nakara came and helped him at the end all that yeah, yeah I heard shit. about that when Luther showed up I was like what is fucking going on yeah so I'm glad that it got rid of it because it was not good I mean again that's it sounded like she was being sincere. She wasn't trying to like work the story. Or no, whatever. no, but I mean, I'm glad. And so, then uh, it also was like, we already have one weird, creepy, evil guy group. We don't need like a second one. Like we already have the Dark Order. Right, right. And then they came out. I'm like, is this, and it's like, this is the female version of well, the some, Dark Order. Somebody pointed out, I think in one of those other podcasts I was listening to today, uh, maybe like Mass Match or something. Uh, one of their criticisms of AEW uh, is 
that they've had like three different recruitment storylines going on at the exact same yes. time. And they also have. So like, I assume it's Nightmare Collective, it's the Dark Order, and I don't know what the fuck the third one. Uh, the uh, the fucking uh, the uh, Inner Circle. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. That's the other big one on the same show. They, yeah, they, yeah, everyone's doing it. I also think the the big fault of that is AEW has too many stables. Everyone's in a fucking stable. Yeah. It's like New Japan where they're all in stables. Yeah, but in New Japan, they make it work somehow. And also in New Japan, they really don't bring it up. You just know those guys in chaos, but they don't really... It's not like... I mean, yeah, he's chaos, but they don't... Yeah, say yeah. It. it only matters in 8-man tags. Yes. It, it only matters for a really legit uh, Bullet Club and fucking uh, Los Invernables. That's like it. Oh, and Suzuki-gun. I was going to say Suzuki-gun. Suzuki-gun, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's in a fucking group. There you go. But AEW, like... Everyone's in it, and they're all like having those. We got to recruit these people. We got to do this. We got to recruit this. And I was like, "Oh, the Dark Order is there now. We have the female version of the Dark Order, and then the Inner Circle's trying to recruit Moxley all in the same goddamn show, right? Like they had the well, same thing." Like, it's interesting because I hadn't thought of it, and I'm like, I get where they're where they're coming from. Like, I don't. I think they might be scrutinizing a little bit again in this podcast. Listen mm-hmm. to, I assume it's Mass Man Show. Um, it's in the fucking. Uh, they were talking about. Oh, they were talking about the bro. Inner Circle. No, they're <laughs> they're talking about the Inner Thanks, Circle. Bro, what's his name? Huh. Fuck. The guy who fucking destroyed WCW. Brian Alvarez? No, destroyed it. The fucking booker. Guy wrote. Oh, oh, uh, Vince? Yeah. No, no, no. Russo, the Russo yeah, experience. Yeah, no, I don't listen to that shit. Bro. No. <laughs> That's why I said that. It's him. No, uh, the Mass Man show is this dude, uh, David Shoemaker, who used to work, write for Grantland and now writes for The Ringer. Okay. Um, I, get to, I think it's a really good podcast. He has a lot of like comedians on there that love wrestling and stuff. Um, but uh, he was talking to I, I if I remember if I'm remembering correctly Andrew Goldstein who used to write for WWE and um, they were talking about how he helped them again launch the current slate of podcasts. Uh-huh. So like uh, he gave a little bit of inside baseball on the Corey Graves one where Corey just says whatever the fuck he wants like it's not a shill machine for the company mm-hmm. so much so that there was one episode I don't know which one because I don't listen to it I don't where he uh, he just ripped raw to pieces. Uh, and I th- pro- probably when he was still on it, uh, and apparently he got a phone call after that <laughs> to be like, yo, what the fuck? He also helped the New Day launch their podcast. And mm-hmm. uh, so they were talking about AEW. And uh, if I'm remembering correctly, his big thing was that the inner circle feels kind of random. Like there's no super cohesive thing keeping these guys together. So you have an aging rock star two effective hoodlums from the Bronx. Yeah. Uh, a well-dressed enforcer and Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Spanish. <laughs> you know, but there's nothing that really ties them together. There's, there's no, they're just bad. K fave reason why Jericho reached out to all of these guys well, or any of these guys. The, okay. The only one I would, I could say from K fave is probably, probably swagger. Swagger. <laughs> yes. Cause he's Hager. his muscle. He's going to block. Yeah. 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 And then uh, Sammy, because he thinks he's beautiful like him, and they're just like super shithead guys that like they're they're full of themselves. The Santana and Ortiz, that's the one that just kind of is just. I mean, honestly, even the Sammy one doesn't super make sense. But I think it's the fact that it doesn't get addressed on the show, no, or it doesn't it, get addressed at all because it could just be like, I see potential in you. You remind me of a young me. Yes, you're gonna be my protege, Sammy Guevara. Boom. And they both love each other. They always have the the dumb cut out. Yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. They're yeah. just. They're kissing each, their own asses. They're, right, right, they're, right. They're both the same guy. They're uh, just like, oh, we're the best. And their suggestion on this podcast was that he could have just been like, I was looking for the two toughest, baddest dudes 
And like that's what he said for Santana Ortiz. One, yeah, but it, something to the effect of, and I couldn't think of anywhere better to go searching for these people than like the Bronx. And I stumbled across these guys. I guess. And blah blah blah. You know, like a, a simple thing that kind of gives it a little bit more cohesion. And the fact that like they don't look like they're a stable. No, they don't. It's all very kind of disparate. Well, I think the the big sore thumbs is Santana Ortiz because they're. No, no, but I'm saying just like, dressed like fucking New Yorker. Dudes yeah, yeah, but they don't always wear the Yankees the t-shirt. Are so tilted. He's got a fucking you know walks with a. Fucking All right, that's weird. They don't always wear the t-shirt. They don't like do anything similar. Fuck out of here, bro. No, they do, they sometimes wear. The, what are you looking for? His iPad, dude. Man, just this ask happened me, last time. Ask me, lick a tongue. I like how you're going very slow. Like you don't want to make noise, but we've already called attention to Chris in this room. <laughs> And then you slowly rubbed your hand on my shoulder. Ooh, boo. Ooh, you touched the belly button. That's weird. I pooped. <laughs> well, I guess he's back, your best friend. Just gonna start throwing things at this cat. Uh, so, yeah, like, I understand that criticism. Okay. I think it might be a little bit too nitpicky. A little hairy butt thing. The, the belly is all bundled for, you know. Other than that, though, I have no problem. I mean, now that he now that it's brought up, I understand, yes, none of these guys look yeah. like they go together did you hear the uh, nxt conference call it ties into the AEW thing no uh so it was the portland call i think it was up today oh then i definitely didn't hear it no so I, was, I was listening to it at work um and i think the first question that that trips got asked was about AEW specifically mm-hmm. uh you know and he kind of went a little roundabout with his answer like he usually uh you know not necessarily trying to highlight anything uh but he pointed out something that is pretty apparent AEW focuses a lot on like wrestling, but also a lot of like very uh, being the elite young Bucksy level of comedy. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. I think that like you need to introduce a little bit more variety in there. Like just a touch versus NXT, which has seemingly shifted to all wrestling. Well, because that's what NXT was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It but is I'm the saying, wrestling like, show. That's why you watch it. Right. Like now. You get even less vignettes and shit than you, or like backstage segments than you do. I mean, when you get them, sometimes they're awesome, like the Undisputed in the back, just fucking with people because they're looking for Champa. Yeah. Like that was fun. So it's a weird little trade off because it's like NXT keeps coming up short in ratings, but it's for me at least the superior product in the sense that like I just enjoy what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I whereas think it's- AEW is like a lot of hit and miss. Well, yes, and I think it's there in the... Well, they're still in the infancy. Yeah. If, if this was the end of this year, and they've already been two years, then I'd be like, okay, we got it. There's but, things you gotta fix. So, again, and this... and this, I mean, there's some incredible matches in that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The but eight-man no, th- tag match from last week was fucking incredible. I think that, like... Again, this was pointed out on this podcast, not my original idea, but, it, you know, it gave me, like, some food for thought. Uh, and that same discussion I was uh, alluding to earlier, they were talking about how... Uh, I think a big part of the AEW... Uh, um, kind of mentality Uh is that they're like WWE set up the rules, but like that's their rules. We don't have to follow their same rules. Yeah. That's what they're doing, which is cool. So they have no DQs and stuff, but I think there are certain things that WWE does that are kind of the standard that they set for a reason. And a lot of it seems to come from like the production side of it. Uh huh. And the sense that like, Again, I don't watch as much AEW, but I've seen it myself and in clips where they miss shots of things all the time. AEW has done that. And it's just like, and I think part of it is because 
especially people that have never been to WWE, they don't necessarily play to the hard cam. They just do shit in the ring. And like, it's up to cameramen and whatever the fuck to keep up with what's happening. Right. But I think that doesn't necessarily make for a great TV show. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes for a good, a better live show because you don't have somebody deliberately playing to hard cam. But, uh, so what they threw out there in this discussion was that like, this dude Goldstein has watched Vince walk camera guys and be like, all right, I want you to be here. I want you to be here. And then like, we're leading up to this shot here. And that's why I think they're so great. They being WWE are at, uh, setting up these shots where like, you know, they're in pretty tight or like, you know, medium shot on whoever. And then like something happens from, from off camera or like, you know, from off camera to, to end the shot that you're not expecting. And it's because they've set that up so well. Uh, I will play devil's advocate on that. Yes, they do. But they also miss late. Kevin Dunn has been missing. No, but I'm not talking a lot. I'm not talking about main roster. I'm talking about NXT. Oh yeah. NXT. Stuff. But I think that main roster ethos mm-hmm. has carried over to NXT and NXT does a better version of that. Yeah. Cause they still set up like fun shit, like fucking Keith Lee, just like popping up out of that mm-hmm. corner. You know, because Kevin Dunn does fuck shit up. Like the edge spear thing. Like, that's unforgivable. That is... You know? Well, it's not only the edge spear. It's the edge's entrance when he shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Oh, true. my God. I don't need to see but, but the fucking thing, people in the audience. But I think the spear thing is even worse. Because, yeah. I mean, the entrance, like, you still see him, like, getting pumped up and doing the shit and whatever. You know, if you cut away for a moment. But the spear, it's like his first action... In nine years, nine years, and you just you missed it. The first spear in nine years. You yeah. just miss it completely. Yeah, it's like what? The and fuck when they you... cut back, the guy's just like already on the mat. Yeah, and I get the next the second spear, but holy shit! Yeah, yeah. He also did same. that with the um. Remember in the Rumble when AJ showed up? I think so. I don't know. Okay, when AJ showed up, it was Roman was still in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we hear that weird ass music, and then like it's oh shit, it's gonna be AJ. Uh-huh. And then they say, "I am phenomenal." The thing we see it on the TV and then just cuts to Roman sitting there like dumbfounded and whoever AJ is coming out and people are going nuts and they just never cut to him until he's already out. Until when it's supposed to say I am phenomenal and AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. We don't see that. So and it's like, thank you. Yeah, like AJ yeah. Styles is the first time ever in WWE and you don't see his fucking. Oh, that's right. That's right. So you're talking about that rumble. Yes. The rumble no, you're talking about first... the current rumble. Yeah. Yeah. No, yes, the rumble yes, where he yes. showed up and Roman's just sitting there because he's number three. Yeah, he's like, Mara? yeah. And then you're like. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is I'm phenomenal. Eight, boom, and it just disappears and it cuts the room. It's like holy fuck. Yeah, no, I think the main roster has their own huge problems with that. Yeah, they do dumb shit. But they also miss a lot. I of think like NXT moves. is really strong at that same thing. It's because NXT, you know why? It's a, it's not an arena. It's a small thing. So they no, catch, no, for they sure. Catch but, a lot. But I think also since you don't have a Kevin Dunn, they're just like directing basically and being like, right, cut to this shot, cut to this shot, and trying to get all this like fucking kinetic movement. You know, with the camera and shit like NXT doesn't succumb to any of that nonsense, but they take like the good stuff. So like, I think AEW could adopt some of that. And it's not necessarily being like, WWE is right and everything they do, but it's just like, we might as well take the good stuff that they do mm-hmm. and, and only show that it can be made better with the stuff that we can bring to it. Right. Cause AEW like lacks in that. And then like when they mentioned that on that podcast, I was like, fuck, they're kind of right. You know, cause AEW feels a little messy at times uh yeah yeah i mean they've had a lot of growing pain problems also like weird like, like mic things the mic problems and, yeah, yeah it's fucking weird as shit yeah but i mean it's enjoyable product but you know if, when you start scrutinizing you're like yeah there are like mo- room for improvement versus the people that are just like no it's great it's just great and yeah, I'm like, yeah i'm like yeah it's great but that doesn't mean it couldn't be better yeah i mean same thing with fucking the main roster i've been doing it forever and they still fuck things up all the time mm-hmm 
You know, it's like, who allows Lana to go out there and not know what she's talking about? Who? Why would anyone do that? Because it's a big man. You're playing to the one, one a man audience. It's ridiculous. That's why they write the dumb oh, shit. Oh, also, Ruby Riot came back. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah, it was cool. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see her back because she's just another capable female in that. Well, she was injured for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I also didn't know that she, like, she fucked up, was it one shoulder? And then like the other shoulder also got fucked yeah, up? yeah. And uh, I saw a clip of hers on, uh, I think it was on YouTube, that apparently the scars on that were 10 years old. So basically, like, from when she started wrestling, she fucked up those shoulders, and she had just been wrestling through that the whole time. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see, and she's in that Liv Morgan storyline. Yeah. Because, I mean, Lana. <laughs> uh, let me quickly check the news and see what's up. Is there anything else pertinent? You haven't come across nothing? Uh, no, Jeff Cobb was like the big thing last night. And uh, even that, I feel like, I mean, it's big. It's, it's a new like wrestler thing, but he's not even signed. He's no, but in the work. world of pro wrestling, I mean, like Jeff Cobb doesn't. No, we make talked huge about waves yet. Killer Cross and them already going. That was last week. We talked about that. Um, The Rock's daughter. Did we talk about that? No, no, because that was after thing. Yeah, Rock's daughter. I mean, you know, they asked Triple H about that also during the conference call. And he's just like, hey, man, she earned it. But people are always going to compare it to her dad. So, yeah, it's a weird double-edged sword. Yeah, it's I mean, interesting. It's, it's whatever. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, L.A. is announced for WrestleMania 37. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt Hardy. He's done. I mean, that's that's what Supposedly. it looked like. Yeah, so, yeah. And they never officially said it. But like all these news websites were like, yeah, he's written off. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, didn't he have a, a dark segment after the show's over? I, I think that's what this is saying. Not that I know about. I didn't hear about the dark segment. I listened to like the raw review. All right. Well, this is Ryan Satin Pro Wrestling Sheet. You know, he works for WWE yeah, uh, yeah. now. So it says, looks like Matt Hardy's latest WWE run has come to an end as a wrestler took on to social media after tonight's edition of Raw to say goodbye. Uh, in case you missed it, Matt interrupted Randy Orton during that's tonight's not a, show. That bah, was bah, bah, bah. yeah main segment. Yeah. 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 Uh, da, 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 da. The segment ended with Randy hitting an RKO on Matt, yeah. then a concerto. Yeah. Uh, according to WWE sources, the purpose of this was to write Hardy off TV. Yeah, he didn't have a crew. Part of the 45 year old current WWE expires in March, and he's been public about the fact that he wants to be creative, creatively satisfied with his next venture in wrestling. Well, it's not well, confirmed that he's heading to all the wrestling quite yet. Matt released a video today strongly hinting at the idea of him being the Dark Orders yet to be revealed. Well, later. okay, they've been hinting at the Dark Orders. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so the Dark Orders leader. I heard that a while back too. Uh, three weeks ago or two weeks ago said, um, I was actually going to ask you about that when we were talking about you. Yeah. He didn't say excellent. He said something that like to that thing that, uh, Matt ish. Yeah. Glorious. Or one of the words he says, like, uh, wonderful. Yeah. I think he said wonderful like that. Um, and then, uh, but then the other thing is that people think it's Christopher Daniels and they've, uh, last week they're chanting fallen angel at him because the dark order wants, uh, Christopher Daniels. Uh, they because they want they want to get uh, it's interesting that plays into being the the elite a little bit. But yeah. Go on, they're trying to get um, what's his name, the D and D guy, and if they get him, they'll get the young bucks because they want the young bucks. So they're going through people. They do him. They're trying to get Adam Page so they can get Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. and then they're trying to get uh, I think uh, Scorpio Sky or Kazarian. Oh no, Christopher Daniels so they can get all of them. SEU. Uh, and then the people in Channing Fallen Angel and, you know, and they were like today, uh, last yesterday, they were like, there are rumors swirling that Christopher Daniels may be doing something with the Dark Order, you know, and they brought it up on the announced team. And it is, I mean, he was the Fallen Angel 
Mm-hmm. And then this week, the Dark Order before their match SEU and um, Adam Page and uh, Kenny Omega, they did uh, they did a little vignette thing. And then uh, Christopher Daniels like they are saying like there's not only four of us, there's uh, everyone, and there's people even now around you that you don't even know. And Christopher Daniels like I'll deal with it. And he goes to the back, and then he never comes back out. Even when the Dark Order comes to beat up them in the ring, he never helps. So Christopher Daniels disappeared. So how do you think the Dark Order storyline is going? I, well, it's interesting now that they're trying to figure out who is this main dude. But as far as like the tag team, because uh, they're the main representatives of it thus far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw them on their dark match um, on Miami because we filmed that thing and they're they're cool. I mean, I like them. I like their man chair, which is really cool. Uh, they were just kind of the most boring thing. They were just like generic shit. No one really knew them. Uh, now I'm getting the story that they're trying to like weave into this thing is interesting. I also want to see who the main guy is. And it's Christopher Daniels. Oh, and then uh, Jim Ross called the Young Bucks the Bucks of Youth. Chince more at Matt Hardy. It could. And Matt Hardy could show up as fucking oh, wonderful, you know, and he could do it. Um, That's the big thing for that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's about that. Uh, we'll have TakeOver Portland because that's this weekend. I gotta be reminded to watch because I'm. It's on Saturday, so I'm likely gonna just like forget. I mean, you have to you know, from till Thursday. I'll t- I'll tell you, be like, hey, did you see Portland? I'll yeah, and I'll be like, oh fuck. Yeah, 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 I'll probably tell you on Sunday because that's when I'll uh I'll rewatch it again. Anyway, uh, so once again, these have been your hosts, Rocky and Rick. We'll catch you next week. Peace. <laughs>